Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Kimberly Majeski. Hey, Jim. Kimberly, so good to see you always. It's good to be here. Do you remember last week we were talking to Rob and Sherilyn Rensberger from Wabash, Indiana? Mm-hmm. Powerful conversation. It was. And they were talking so honestly and authentically about how pornography and its consequences in sexual conduct, how all of that damaged their relationships and their marriage and so on, and how they've had to wrestle it to the ground. I mean, really, it, it just makes my mind run wild with questions I want to ask. And this week, we're so glad to have Rob and Sherilyn back with us. Only this week, we're going to hear from Sherilyn a little bit more. And I'm just telling you, Kimberly, these people are some of the best. Can't wait to hear Sherilyn's story. Stay with us. We're so glad to have on Viewpoint today once more, Rob and Sherilyn Rensberger from Wabash, Indiana. Rob, what do you do in Wabash? I'm a pastor. You're a pastor. How long have you been pastoring in Wabash? 13 years. 13 years. And how long have you and Sherilyn been married? 22 years. 22 years. And you have two adult children. You're empty nesters now. Yes. And you know, Kimberly, we're on the radio and people cannot see our guests, but I think if they could see them, they'd say, these people are the perfect representation of the all-American family, Wabash, Indiana, local pastor, Mm -hmm. community stalwarts, anchors in their world. And all of that is true. That's right. But uh, Rob disclosed last week on our program that from a young age, as a young boy, and then in his years in the Air Force and Even up until he gave his heart to Jesus and became a Christian, he struggled with pornography. And then even after he became a believer and got married and so on, porn was still a major influencer in his life. And and Rob, you were telling us that even when you're not looking at porn, once you've been exposed to it, it still is imprinted. It's embedded in your mind, the images. Is that fair? Yes, that's true. So I think some people might think of it as, well, I can turn this on or off, but it's not such an easy dial, is it? No. We also know, too, Rob, in Rob's story, he talks about he was in junior high school. And we know that is the target age group for the porn industry to sort of prey on uh, young men, young women in that age group to, to set up this addiction and appetite for the rest of your lives. Because our sexual identity and predilections are so hugely formed in those adolescent years. And so when you're exposed to porn early on, it has especially profound and negative impacts. I mean, it does at any age, but boy, you're set up for a lifetime by that journey. And so that was Rob's story. And Rob also shared with us, though, about how he understood that this was a problem. And he, and he grieved the way in which it was controlling him and the way in which it injured his wife because he would try and share with her his struggle, but that became a burden for her and so on. And in the end, Rob made some hard choices and did some difficult work to find himself set free as a consequence of his faith and his own discipline inspired by that faith. And with that backstory, we're so glad to have you here, Rob, and to have your wife, Sherilyn, with us also, because Sherilyn, your journey in this story also is really important. And I know there are people listening to us today who may not be Rob, they're more Sherilyn. They themselves have seen the brokenness of this world, but they are loving someone who is struggling, and that becomes your struggle too. So, Rob told us that uh, he was honest with you early on in your marriage about some of his struggles, and you explained that you felt like, well, I understand that, and I just know that things will get better. The Lord can work miracles, and, and of course that's true, 
but it didn't happen just the way you imagined. How did you experience your marriage as uh, it began to unfold with Rob? Well, at first, you know, you you think of all the ways that we I can help you do this. Let's just put a scripture up in the bathroom, you know, because yeah. you have issues there sometimes, yeah. so let's just do that. Or um, if you start having that kind of feeling, let me know, and, and we'll maybe can do something together to help alleviate that. You know, you just come up with all these ideas, all these little programs, so to say, of ways that we can we can fix it. Yeah, you become the fixer. And, yeah, we become the fixer. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the first few months, you know, the first few years, you know, then it moves into more years, and then it's like, okay, I have no more fixing. I I don't know what to do. And not only did you run out of ways to fix it, then you start feeling like, okay, I am not the wife. That something's the matter with something's me too. Something's wrong with me. Yeah. So then that weight starts to to come in on, and um and then then when you start to move into you know you just you're you're kind of in this fear mode of you know okay okay he said he's doing all right it's been three weeks okay now it's been two months now it's been three months and it's like okay well maybe maybe it's we got passing. it we yeah. got this you know and then all of a sudden it would be there again. But it sounds like you, you're, you're always yeah, living you're on the edge. On the edge, yeah. You're, you you're are. never it's really just, relaxed because yeah. there's always the prospect that something's not right here. Sure. I mean, I can remember always wanting to go with him wherever he went. We, he, He's going to have to go to some overnight meeting out of town. Okay, we're all packing up and we're going to go to the hotel with you. Or, you know, or if he comes home late from work, you know, then I would have this in my mind. Where do you go? I mean, he never did anything like that, but the well, thought started coming you in your mind. Doubt because and suspicion and where is, you know, what what are you doing? Why didn't you call me? You're ten mm-hmm. minutes late. You know, mm-hmm. it's been an hour. You know, so you have all this fear inside that's constantly growing, mm-hmm. and and then you start start moving into resentment, and then you start moving into bitterness. Of course, you know, because he's, you know, it's not. What you did, and you can't do anything about it. But now you're you're feeling you're angry and angry, and yeah. You feel and like you've been robbed by Rob. Yes, yes. exactly. So. You know, when we come back, Sherilyn, I want to explore a little bit about those emotions and how they begin to compromise your journey, because it, clearly it was eating away at Rob, but now it's eating away at you, and then that has consequences in your relationship. And I'd also like to ask a question about what it was uh, that bothered you about your husband? Why were you bothered by what he told you? I mean, these are questions that our listeners are wondering about, and we are going to come back and ask them. Stay with us. Oh, my soul, oh, how you worry, oh, how you weary from fearing you lost control. This was the one thing didn't see coming and no one would blame you though if you cried in private if you tried to hide it away so no one knows no one will see if you stop believing
As you're listening to our Viewpoint program today, we want you to know that we're always glad to hear from you. You may have a question or a comment, a concern, or, or even just some good thoughts you want to share. We want to hear your voice. You can do that 24 hours a day and seven days a week by calling our toll-free line, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're by the phone. We want to hear from you. I'll give that number again at the close of the program, but know this, your voice is important to us. Our guests today, Rob and Sherilyn Rensberger, have been telling us their story about how pornography began to compromise their marriage. And Sherilyn, as your husband would confess to you, and he did this even early on before you got married, he said, I want you to know I've, I've had some trouble with this, and it went on for years in your marriage. What was it about that that bothered you? Well, I think at first, I didn't really think about it being something that bothered me, <laughs> okay. you know, because it was just something part of our life that we were having to deal with. But what then began to bother me was he would tell me that he's looked at pornography when those things would come around and he would tell me these things. I am at this point, we've moved to Wabash, we're in the pastorate position. And, you know, before he was a Christian, you know, still too. And it, and, and claimed to have a relationship with Christ. And so what would get me was, is that, okay, we've been in this for years now. We're not talking about, we've just, we've no, we're repented, we're done, and, you know, we've moved on, we've let the Lord do his work. It would be like, now I'm like, okay, why are you not letting the Lord do the work here? You know, something, the Lord needs to be doing something here, and you're not letting him. Something's not happening right, and that's what I started feeling. And so, you know, you go to church on Sunday morning, and you preach from the pulpit. And I'm sitting in the pew with, you know, thinking, how can you preach that? How can you say those things? I know you ask for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but how can you stand there before these people Mm -hmm. and and telling them to to um, repent or to follow the Lord or to where the Jesus serve, has power you know, to meet your where needs. Jesus has power, yeah, all of these things, and go home and and you know I try to fight with myself inside that I know that He's trying to serve the Lord and He wants that, but to see what I know He's still doing or still struggling with, and that's what really became. The hard part, I think, was because now I'm seeing like two sides yeah. of things, and you, what, that, you know, and and that that's what hurts the most or was the hardest because now and then I'm starting to have this bitterness and anger, which I know aren't right either. It's this duplicity, you know. Yeah, we talk about it with with sexual addiction. Um, and I can tell you, even working with uh, folks on um, the supply side, uh, women who are sort of caught in the supply side of this, this duplicity, um, there's there's a divorce, there's a detachment between my public self and my private self, between my mind, between my body. 
And part of the work I'm sure that you all have done, part of the work that Rob has done is sort of bringing that back together. And But for you to be outside that and to watch it happen, mm-hmm. a lot of times people who are in relationships with, with folks who are struggling, um, people who are family with folks who are struggling, we lose our patience um, mm-hmm. because we just want it By to go away. Means, We're doing yes. all the right things. Why won't it just go away? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you find exactly. that that created some barriers in your relationship then? I mean, you started to put some walls. So not only are you feeling inside, it has to affect the way in which your just ordinary lives are at home. Oh, yes. Not just, and it didn't just affect Rob and I's relationship, but it affected our children too. Because mom is now walking around like an atomic bomb, (laughs) not knowing when (laughs) she's going to go off. They know something's the matter. You know, because sometimes it would just be, you know, just little things would, would just set me off. You know, I um, just not just all kinds of stuff because all that's under the surface. Yeah, all of us under the surface. Yeah. yeah, and it surfaces on every subject of life. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and one one thing that um, that uh, really is hard is sometimes even in you know I you try to be good and right and do the right things on the outside, but the inside, the mind is going through all these different things that you know. I mean, I can. I hate to even say, but I. But there's there were times when, in my mind, it's like if if the Lord would just take him, then it would just all go away. Yeah. If I could just if he'd just be gone, then we could all just pick up and we could just start over and try to do something different. And um, that's not the place I ever wanted to ever think about my husband, my marriage, or my family. But it was in that in that pit, in that place that, you know, God has worked something so different in our lives that I never, I never dreamed or ever thought. But when through the Pure Life Ministries, we were able to go to to do like a program at home. And that was what really got me. They had a book called The Walk of Repentance. And it helped me to realize that it's not just his sin, but I have sin too. Mine just looks different. Mine's self-righteousness. Mine is um, still pride and selfishness. Mine is wanting my way. Mine is now bitterness, too, because I've let that root grow in there instead of getting rid of it, digging it up, and getting it out, And which is what I ended up being able to do through being in God's Word and continuing to go back to Him and continuing to say, okay, I see my sin now, how ugly this is. And the sins are all level at the cross. They're not the same. That's right. I mean, they're all the same. They're, they're all not the same, different. Even though they're, no totem. they express themselves differently. Yeah. Sherilyn, what you're talking about is a turning of the corner in your own life, mm-hmm. understanding that the difficulties in your marriage are partly owned by you and not just Rob right, as exactly. you're reacting. Rob has told us in the last week's program about how he made some decisions to find real help and to change the trajectory of his life. Rob and Sherilyn Rensberger are telling us a story, a very personal story about their marriage of 22 years. And along the way, Sherilyn's husband, Rob, made some decisions about how he was going to manage in a more whole and holy way his sexuality. He found help. Uh, One of the ways was engaging with a 
a ministry called Pure Life, which has got a lot of materials and resources, but in some of that outside voice and help, Rob found his way clear. Sherilyn, his wife, was wrestling all along the way with an increasing load of bitterness and anger and pride in her own life and came to terms with the fact that her husband's health wasn't enough for her own health. She had herself to make some choices. Sherilyn, how did you deal with the change in Rob as he actually became clear? How did you become clear? Well, when I first saw him starting to to get free. And you could see that. And I could see that. I was probably angry at first. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I mean, like... I, was, I was glad he was there, but I was upset that I was where I was and I felt like I was there because of what he yeah, had done. He'd thrown you in the you pit, know? so to speak. Right. And, now, yeah. and so, but that was kind of the first feelings. But as um as I began to go through the walk of repentance, I also went through the the program through Pure Life, and someone walked alongside me with that. So you help. had an outside So I had like a, a biblical counselor that walked through that with me. And um, she she never told me what to do. She always just led me to the Lord through all of the the scriptures and things because the book is just really pointing you to Jesus you know look at your sin and point you to Jesus I hope people are hearing you say this you know there is no magic number there is no magic process it is doing the work committing to it Uh, you go through it and you're still struggling you do it again I love that you're that you're lifting up the fact that you stayed in it and, you know, when we start surrendering, God starts have a, having a place that he can move in. And it's that surrender that we have that allows him to work in our life. You're describing for you, Sherilyn, and, and Rob also, a sense of humbling of self yes, very before much the so. Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Someone hearing that is trying to figure out, wow, that sounds like misery. Yeah. I, I lay down my will. I don't get to do anything <laughs> I want. I'll just be trapped. But that's not the outcome, is it? No. Would you say that you uh-huh. feel more free and empowered today? I have not felt so much freedom and peace in my life mm-hmm. that I've had over the last, I think it was 20, 2016. We were discussing that. It was like 2016 um, in May of 2016 through October was when we went through that. And from that time on, over the last year, year and a half, about, you know, there's times I'm I'm places and things are happening, and, and I think, oh, this is different. Aww. Because it's not the anger or whatever, the, the, um, the spirit that might have been over me during certain situations and stuff is not there. You know, there's a difference. There's a peace. And it's like, Something you just, I, it's like you just can't explain it. And, but humbling yourself before the Lord brings such peace and freedom that you just can't hardly believe it because he's so full of mercy. Sherilyn, I know as you've walked this journey, there's been a biblical passage that's been especially meaningful to you. What is that? Um, it's in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. I know it well. I have it here. It's... Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. 
for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Yeah. And what did that say to you in your darkest hour? It was one I repeated often. I put it above my sink, and it just gave me hope when I was down, and, and it was hard. Just reminded me that no matter where I go or whatever I do, he's going to take me through it and, and come out with life. Up. He'll lift you up again. <laughs> and lift me up again, It is a yeah. powerful passage. Mm-hmm. purified 
wherever you are in life, we hope you're getting this message. Mm-hmm. When you surrender yourself and humble yourself before Jesus as Lord, there is hope, there is life, and there is freedom. They're talking about some sexual addictions that helped interrupt and damage their marriage. But it could be a different kind of addiction. It could be a different kind of dysfunction. But wherever you are, when you put your life into the arms of Jesus completely, yes. he has supernatural power to make things better than you could possibly imagine. Rob and Sherilyn, thanks for sharing with us today. And thank you for joining us as you've listened. And we want to encourage you, take a step towards Jesus right now. You can. Pray with us. He's listening. He's close by. He wants to help. Just pray with us. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you are right close by, that you created us, you breathed life into us, and you want to breathe life into us fresh and new a second time. You want us to be born again, and then you want to empower us by your Holy Spirit to be made new and fresh and whole, holy. We're thankful, Lord, that you know us by name and you know exactly what we're facing. And right now, Lord, we surrender our lives, our homes, our marriages, our jobs, ourselves, our health. Whatever it is that we're holding, Lord, we want to lay it before you. We, by faith, Lord, receive you and repent of our sin and ask that you will make us new and empower us. I pray, Lord, that everyone that's joining us on this prayer today will find within the next 30 days a manifestation of your presence so undeniable as to persuade them, to convince them that you are real and alive and present, and that you have power to change them for the good. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you'd like to know more about this Jesus, if you'd like to know more about how you can find life in him, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. Right by the phone we are, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But Kimberly, I know some people are a little reluctant to get on the phone. What else could they do? You can send us an email or visit us at cbhviewpoint.org. We'll be glad to respond. That's our website, CBH Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are, cbhviewpoint.org. Or at the last, if you'd prefer, send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018. USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. Robin Sherilyn, once more, thanks for your ministry. Thanks for your lives. Thanks for your story. Thanks for your courage. We're so glad you're here. And Kimberly, always glad to see you. Good to be here. Wonderful conversation. And we're so glad that you joined us here at Viewpoint this week and hope that you'll join us again next week as we continue in our quest to help you see your world from heaven's view. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.